Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU on uh, demand and um, um, on podcast as well, broadcasting proudly from the lands of um, the original inhabitants and paying respects to elders past and present, and acknowledging our LGBTI Indigenous elders, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around our land. Out of the pan. Um, great to be back with you. I'm Sally Goldner, your host, after an extended break. Um, not quite a, what is it, a three-year tour of Europe, Scandinavia and the subcontinent. No, no blue sisters here or anything like that. Just needed some extra time out. I'm going to say why, because I think it is relevant later in the program. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, um, all the means of communication are still there. You can text 61 you can email outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can look for me on Twitter at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. And um, you can also look for me and Out of the Pan's page on Facebook. Well, um, normally on the ele- on a birthday of the show, and today is the 11th birthday of this show, but, well, I think we've got to say that we've got to put the cake aside for later because, because um, obviously with what's been going on in the last four weeks, um, perhaps not as much queer celebration and pride as we like, but we're going to play anthems and get it fired up and get us moving. But lots of people have done that already. I want to talk today about the fantastic response organised by fantastic people. And if anyone was there, when the next track plays, um, keep listening for oils. Um, please phone in. I'd love to have a chat with you on air. Um, if you were at the meeting at Trades Hall last Wednesday, um, please um, give me a buzz on um, 94198377 when the next track plays. Um, my ambidextrousness or something or multitasking isn't quite up to that um, while I'm on air. But um, and I'll remind you again. Um, so obviously today, got to look at the not, um, situation around the um, Safe Schools Coalition and similar, um, and um, also um, I want to look at a few other things that happened. Um, I haven't heard um, a lot from the Ethics Centre debate on Thursday night, which caused controversy late last year. Um, also got to talk about um, what happened at Pride March this year, um, um, you know, in terms of... Um, the um, people who protested and had a sit-in and look at all the implications of that. And I'm also going to make a personal statement on safe schools. Well, let's um, go to the obvious first. Um, you know, since February 7, um, there's been a clear attack by, um, I will say, those opposed to the Safe Schools Coalition project around the country, led by 
well, the organisation called the Australian Christian Lobby. Come back to that point in a minute. And some of their supporters. And it's obviously, let's call facts facts. It's and let's call it as it is. It's been upsetting for many LGBTI people to have this happen. Um, the to me, in my opinion, what we are seeing here, the attacks on um, the, the people who work for safe schools, attacks on their personal Facebook pages. That is the sort of thing that I saw last year in Russia, and we always say, oh, but we're better than them, which is, of course, judgmental and a sort of snobbery in itself. Well, these tactics are in the same ballpark, and I wrote about this on my blog, Sal Gold said so, during the week about the attempt to turn all the um, power off at a film festival venue in St. Petersburg and the attempt to then get some sort of um, bra and to get some sort of extra money to have it turned on the next night. As always, though, queers are resilient, amazing, creative, have lots of alternative plans A, B, through to Z, and double A to double Z, and triple A to triple Z, and so on. But it was really important, I think, to see the um, response from um, the community um, last week at Wednesday. I couldn't get there, but I've um, been following it very, very closely um, on Facebook and it's great to see lots of recommendations that have come out of that. And look, it's not easy, <coughs> excuse me, to keep our calm in the face of this sort of um, attacks, provocation, intimidation, whatever I think we could reasonably call it. Um, it's very, very difficult. Um, and... Um, um, to um, you know, sort of have these sorts of things go on, but our community, as it always does, has responded with resilience. I think there was understandably some initial shock, um, and at the sort of um, responses that we've had, um, um, you know, people could not believe it. It was a bit that way. I think when in two thousand and four, when the uh, marriage um, act was amended in the way that it was. But our community has responded, and there's all sorts of ideas that have um, been put on, um, you know, um, that have been put up there. Um, there's both a Facebook group um, on this, and also um, one can check out an article in Gay News Network, um, reported by MCV, on some of the actions, which might sound incredibly like um, common sense in one sense, but on, obviously we need to uh, make sure that we reiterate the same ideas. And so um, some of the ideas that have come up, um, just keep telling personal stories. It is, I just, can, you know, they cannot really be refuted, um, you know, when you do that. And as I say, I'm going to um, you know, be telling my personal story um, in the next segment, Um as to um, what has been going on. Um, and I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just having a technical hitch trying to get the um, MCV article up. Here we go. Um, fumble fingers. And some of those actions include visiting local MPs. Now, I haven't had a chance to talk about this yet, but as someone who has done lots of political lobbying, I'm happy to go and just be a witness or a handholder, so to speak, for anyone who wants to do that. I'm going to talk about my local MP in the next segment, after just reading a report in today's Sunday Age, hold that space. 
Um, we need to report experiences of homophobia, biphobia and transphobia, all three, um, and where there could be intersection as well, so that we have lots of evidence. Um, um, there's all sorts of um, people who we can reach out for for support. As it says here in this article, unions, academics, 360-plus academics have signed a letter of support for safe schools backing, backed by evidence. The good parts of the media, I want to come back to that one, friends, families, allies, and invite them to rallies. Watch for that um, because there is one next Thursday evening. We need to also make sure that we would consider our friends in regional and rural areas um, as well. Um, we also need to talk, to, as I said, talk to media and also fundraise and upskill, which I'm, as I said, I've already said, I'm happy to play a part as someone experienced in dealing with media. So, um, yeah, lots of things um, that we can do, and they are just positive. We don't have to be reactive to the Australian Christian lobby and those who would support them. We don't have to sink to their level, um, dare I, in my best um, W World Wrestling Entertainment voice, quote John Cena's T-shirt, rise above hate. We can do this. Um, so there's lots of ways to do it. And really, whilst there's just some of the ways that um, are available, um, I think that really if it's legal and ethical and comes from a place of love, really is it is that all that matters? People say, oh, I don't know how to do it. Well, just if you're not sure, come into this group on Facebook, um, LGBTI Community Response. It's actually an event from last week, um, LGBTIQ Community Response Melbourne, um, but you should be able to get it. If not, um, in fact, I'll post a link under my Facebook thread of today's show just so it's there, um, and you can hop into it and support. We can get this done. It's not easy. It is a bit scary. These are probably, in my 20 years of being out, in a way, these seem like the toughest times I've seen. I have to be honest about that. And I'd be meant to be the first to say I was taken aback at the vitriol um, um, you know, that has been going on. But we can get over this. We have strength. We have hearts. And whilst it's not a classic queer anthem, it's certainly one of my favourites. Originally from the Place Without a Postcard album by Midnight Oil, this version from their Screaming Blue live album of the early 90s, Brave Faces. 3CR, 855am, digital, on demand, and on podcast, Out of the Pan with Sally. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, this panel is now on air. In July 1976, from an old warehouse in High Street, Armadale. 3CR Community Radio hit the airwaves, heralding 40 years of independent, community-owned and controlled radio. This will be the first station owned and operated by a cooperative of community organisations on a Melbourne-wide basis. This is 3CR. As the status quo of old media is challenged, as publications come and go, in a country with the highest concentration of media ownership in the world, 3CR continues to broadcast radical, insightful radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're not talking about land rights, we're talking about sovereignty. That's why it's important for us to be at the 10 Embassy. From the protests against the Franklin River Dam to the 1998 waterfront dispute, from the east-west tunnel picket to the Aboriginal 10 Embassy, the history of 3CR is dynamic and passionate and ongoing. I was born here, I will die here. I am not moving. So as we celebrate 40 years in 2016, we ask you, our volunteers, listeners and supporters, to join in in saying... Happy birthday, 3CR!
Green Left Weekly Radio. It's the people's voice committed to human and civil rights, environmental sustainability, democracy and equality. There is one newspaper that is independent of powerful interests and that's Green Left Weekly. It presents ideas mainstream media won't. It exposes the lies and distortions of the power brokers and helps us to better understand the world around us. It's the leading source of local, national and international news analysis and discussion and debate to strengthen the anti-capitalist movements. Tune in every Friday morning at 8am on 3CR. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender or stuff like that, and being positive about it. Well, um, wanted to talk a little about why safe schools is personal to me, um, and it was very. I wanted to start by saying I still remember when safe schools was launched in um, Victoria back in 2010 and a number of us uh, um, not-so-young people, um, people who will say to be nicer beyond the youth um, cohort, um, you know, just um, happened to, um, you know, sort of be there. And there were, I have to say, there were quite happily, there were a few tears shed, I think, at that time that we realised, gosh, things were finally beginning to turn. And you can have your story, regardless of what age you are now, um, and there's a a page on Facebook, the Safe Schools Story Project, um, which you can um, find out more details how you can share your story. So whether you're uh, an LGBTIQ person at school now or whether um, you, uh, you know, whenever you were there, um, want your story. And I think we'd also, I'm quite comfortable to say, stories from teachers um, and parents and family, I think, would be incredibly welcome here too. But I decided um, this morning that I was going to share my personal story, which some people you know, know about live on air. And I've particularly double, triple decided to do it after I look at page six of today's Sunday Age. Yes, the top two thirds of it is... Um, you know, um, about Mardi Gras last night. Hope everyone had a good and safe time in every way. But then we get to the bottom third headline, Guy Back's review of safe schools. Guy being Matthew Guy, the state Victorian opposition leader. And he says that a one-size-fits-all approach won't work. Um, but the And then it says, quote, the Victorian opposition leader has provoked a furious response after condoning the comments of Liberal MP Bernie Finn, member for Tullamarine, who described the program this week as, quote, in quote, a full frontal assault on the innocence of children, end quote marks, end quote marks. So I'm going to put my personal story here now as an open letter, if you like, the equivalent of a radio one, and I'm specifically also going to address it to Matthew Guy. As people know, I spent 13 years at an all-boys school, and I still remember the first day. I remember walking up to the classroom door and looking in and seeing 20, well, we'll say um, people, in our language, people recorded male at birth, looking in the door, thinking, well, yeah, I might be recorded male at birth, but we realized I didn't have these words then. It was like, I don't feel, I'll just say what I thought at that time was, 
I don't feel like them. And I was instantly scared. And I remember looking back at my mum about 15 metres away, feeling scared. And, you know, of course I can explain that now um, as an adult with big words and life experience. But I think about my experience at school and how difficult that was. 13 years. And something I didn't know about is... um, that just after my parents enrolled me in this school, um, this was, um, you know, in the late 60s, the prince, then principal, who seemed to be a decent enough dude, left and was replaced by someone else. And this is easily searchable public knowledge. Um, a guy by the name of Robert L. Rofe, whose nickname used to be Crow, because he used to stand up in front of assemblies and go, why, why, why? Believe it or not. Seriously, he had a vision that he thought he would improve this school by focusing on sport. Does anyone see where this is going? You know, sport is still such a gendered um, situation. Now, I have one left eye. My left eye is weaker than the other and has been, you know, all my life. I don't know how long I've had my right leg shorter than the other. So sport, in a lot of senses, is not great. Reflex sports like batting at cricket um, and also trying to watch the ball out of the hand of the bowl are not good when you've got um, eyesight that's less than ideal. Um, you know, dodging tackles if you've got one leg shorter than the other. Not great either. School was a misery. And, you know, particularly years seven and eight where I was verbally bullied by the whole class. Now, of course, that was the 1970s, um, you know, and there wasn't, believe it or not, there wasn't an internet back then. And the thing is that, um, you know, I didn't have anyone I could talk to about this It was a horrendous, difficult experience. And I went all the way through school with a feeling of isolation and a lack of safety. And the only way I could survive was to put up walls around myself um, psychologically and as physically as much as I could. The old story of hang out in the library at lunchtime and not spend a lot of time on the playground. But when I tried to do sporting things at lunchtime, whether it was football or some people, the nostalgic types, I'm not sure if it's still played at school. Remember, anyone remember down ball? Um, hit a ball onto a wall, it had to bounce, hit wall, and then the next person hits it. Well, not great for someone like me. And so my self-esteem went down the toilet. For four years from grade, what is now grade, year three to year seven, I played violin. The bullying in year seven and eight meant at the end of year seven, I gave up the violin. My self-esteem and creativity was being trashed. I say all this now because having just turned 50, I'm still recovering from that trauma of abandonment, rejection and ridicule. It probably will take a lifetime. I probably never will completely recover. Yet I'm still able somehow, regardless of you know how this comes out, I'm still able to somehow try and do what I do. I want to prevent that trauma. I want our young people today to have a fair chance in life, an equal chance is what I'll call broader society. I don't like terms like mainstream and majority. Um, I think that they're just as marginalising in their way. Safe Schools Coalition does that. It affirms people. We saw a great story from a young gay man a couple of weeks ago um, in the Sunday Age who spoke up about schools five years ago and is now um, doing a law degree and getting on with life in a reasonably confident way. Hooray. But if we strip safe schools, we're hurting people and we're hurting families and we're hurting teachers and we're hurting friends. I'd like to hear also from lots of young people at school who, to their knowledge, identify as heterosexual and or cisgender. Have you seen your friends 
um, you know, being hurt, and have you seen the change in them? And I do want to say, just so there's, it's clear that there is no negativity towards Brighton Grammar. I heard late last year um, through a friend of a friend my age about um, someone who only in the last few years came out as gay at year 10 and had was totally supported and had three very good years. So it is welcome to see that change even at religious schools. And so we need these, the, the Safe Schools program, and not only does it need to keep going the way it is, it needs to be expanded certainly to every government school and we need to work out how it can be done in religious schools. And I'm aware that um, I'm aware of young people transitioning in religious schools, um, all genders religious schools. Obviously, um, my situation at a, um, I'll say, single sex slash gender school, single, I'll say single sex assumed single gender school, um, probably isn't quite the same. But it's manageable. And of course, lots of religion um, sticks to the true spirit of their religion and does it as well. But I say this openly to Matthew Guy, my local member in the seat of Bulleen in the state parliament. If you are condoning safe schools, you are spitting on my life experiences, in my opinion. I don't want you to do that. I want you to affirm them. I want you to prevent other people going through that ever, ever again. All right, 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au. Let's have a listen to someone who knows how to play with gender because when she first recorded this song, um, um, Becky Cole hadn't come out yet as lesbian, um, but when she's done it since live, she's done versions, we'll say regardless of gender. Here's the song that it was originally recorded as Better Woman, 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, and on demand, on podcast, all sorts of things, um, ways you can listen in. And we just heard from Becky Cole, um, the fabulous um, now-out-as-lesbian performer. It's amazing when you mention, on the occasions I've spoken at rallies, how you mention Becky Cole, and there's this huge woohoo, and there's a big sing-along afterwards. That's from the Becky Cole Live at Lizotte's album um, from 2007 now. Gosh, that's gone quickly. And earlier we heard, I should say, from Midnight Oil, and Brave Faces, originally from the Place Without a Postcard album, that one from the Screaming Blue live album, the track um, recorded originally at a concert in 1981 at um, uh, in Sydney. Well, lots of other things happening. Um, I want to talk about some good stuff. I did touch on sport in the last segment and forgot to mention that what I thought was a pretty um, a historical event, or as Bugs Bunny would have said, a grand historical occasion, um, happened just on the end of midsummer. It wasn't an official midsummer event, but on Sunday, February seven, was the first bumper ball match. Um, now, what is bumper ball? Um, romper stomper romperoo? No, not quite. Bumper ball um, is where you do water polo um, on rubber ties in about thirty centimeters of water. And the thing that made this particular bumper ball match was significant. The teams were not divided in any way by gender. It was just two teams, regardless of the genders on each team, including one um, participant being our Kermish. Um I'm sorry, I always have to say that in a Pete Smith voice because I always remember him um, at um, about 7.28 on weeknights, um, coming up next, the Kermish. Um There's my failed TV announcer career down the drain. But anyway, the Kermish was in the pool, bless their soul, um, along with lots of others. And it was great to see... And so it proves, a bit like Becky Cole reworking her songs when she does them live now, that gender really is a lot of arbitrary divide. 
Um, there's, I don't believe there is no gender. I personally believe there's at least 8 billion gender identities, 8 billion ways for everyone to ex- um, express their gender. And of course, given that that can change over time, it could be 16, 24, 32, and on it goes, billion. Don't care. But did want to mention that, a great a great moment. Um, and I've got to say, I did send photos around to a couple of international email lists. I'm on. Some of us are still on email lists, not just Facebook groups. And it got a great reaction, particularly from people um, struggling through what is it, minus whatever in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. It reminds them that spring and summer does come again. Um, but, um, yeah, um, it just shows how much of the um, gender divide um, is arbitrary. And it's interesting how often what are called gender essentialists, people who believe in that there's only two um, you know, sort of bodies, identities, expressions, um, in simple language, my language, Tarzan and Jane, um, often, you know, it's interesting how the language of the Christian lobby often coincides with so-called trans-exclusionary revolutionary feminists, um, to use the obvious straw case, Jermaine Greer. Um, and yet they, you'd think Jermaine Greer as a so-called feminist would be um, the extreme left, um, and the Australian Christian lobby of the extreme right, well, yes, they are, but they're both, um, well, extremely silly, um, in, t- in my opinion. I think their views are both are extremely dangerous as each other. And when we recognise the truth that when we all access our gender expression, we can overcome a lot of issues. Um, got to say thank you for, Linda, for tweeting in. Um, thank you for the openness, vulnerability and power in telling your personal story. Yep, we've got to do this. We've got to keep moving. Thanks, Linda, and keep telling them it's not easy. I've seen a lot of amazing personal stories um, come up in the last um, few days. Gosh, it's powerful stuff, but it's a reminder, as I say, that we need to keep talking about this and um, you know keep moving it along. So, yeah, just a reminder again, I have put the link to the Safe School Story Project um, under today's announcement on my own personal page on Facebook, um, the, the announcement for the program. But talking about gender essentialism led to something that happened in Sydney last night, and I'm still waiting. Uh, last Thursday night, I beg your pardon. Last night was Mardi Gras. Um, Thursday night was the much debated debate um, from the Ethics Centre up in Sydney, and um, you know this talked. Um, this was a debate between um, two trans people. Fabulous trans man Peter Hindle, based in the Australian Capital Territory, and Andrea James, a US trans woman. Um, these are um, sort of arguing that trans and gender diverse people are who they are. Gee, sad that we have to argue that in 2016. And versus two other people, one an academic, Bronwyn Winter, and someone else with, I think from memory, a religious background. And, you know, some people have said, why should we debate this? And it is a fair question. And I think this leads to lots of issues that sometimes people keep telling us what we have to debate. I remember way back in 1999 when I started doing advocacy for Transgender Victoria, we, and which I still have, believe it or not, survived five laptops and 23 backups or whatever, but um, a piece, an advocacy sheet that we prepared that said we are who we are and that's enough. We don't have to justify ourselves. It's a double standard in itself that we trans and gender diverse people do. Cisgender people are never asked, well, are you really the gender identity you say you are? Some people are beginning to get that, people who stop and think about their own sense of self-entitlement or privilege. This is most welcome. But the fact that media still think they have a right to tell us what we should debate. Um, you know, we've last up until last September, we had Tony Abbott as Minister for Women, which, of course, was ludicrous. 
women have to lead women's debates, including trans women, as we come up to International Women's Day um, in, in the coming week. Um, trans and gender diverse people and our allies lead tra- trans and gender diverse debates. And the real issues that we know of, that we want to talk about, are uh, the need for um, inclusive and respectful health care in both generalist and specialist services, um, the need for accurate forms and documents, including birth certificates, and it's good to see that the Victorian government is moving steadily, despite the current um, social climate, towards better birth certificates for Victorians. There were consultations last November, um, and they are trying to progress things as quickly as they can, um, which I think is most welcome and shows a great um, stance from them. Um, other things that we need to talk about, ending exemptions in law, and I think in light of the current safe schools debate, where religion is being misused, I think we have a right to say, should we be looking at not just extending safe schools, but abolishing these religious exemptions that um, religious religious organisations can use, including religious schools? Now, the story in that light of Eric Locke is well known. Um, Eric is a young trans man who has been on this show, um, talking about his experiences when he wanted to wear pants at school, was locked in a room in full view of people passing, which is humiliation and degradation. It's possibly imprisonment. I mean, they are, to me, major human rights abuses, particularly of a minor, as Eric was at the time. Um, And yet this has been done because religion thinks they can discriminate against trans and, for that matter, gay, lesbian, bi, and possibly intersex as well. Hmm, right. Okay, yes, that's the spirit of Christ, not. But um, seriously... Um, we need to be bringing this into it. We need to turn the tables and make sure that safe schools is solidified and expanded. And it's interesting the hysteria that's um, being put out there now, even about talking about it in kindergartens. We need to change attitudes young. Then there's all the talk about parents are responsible. When parents teach their kids prejudice, that's not responsible. So there needs to be a counterbalance, particularly for vulnerable GLBTI people who can't have any, don't get any support from home. So these are the issues we need to be talking about, yet unfortunately there's still an insistence um, from some places about debating this. I have mixed views on it. It has to be done with good process if it's going to be done at all. I am not, haven't heard, as I say, I'm yet to hear reports on what happened in that debate. I've tried to contact Peter Hindle, fabulous, as I say, fabulous person, haven't um, heard back. hope he is okay. Well, obviously could have been a very difficult scenario to deal with. Um, but I think it's time also that trans people, trans and gender diverse people, as I say, took charge of our own debates and stopped letting other people um, you know, tell us what the issues are. Um, the same, as I say, as women lead women's debates. Um, so, yeah, lots to consider on that front. Um, all right, have a breather at that point and hit for some more music. Um, well, um got to keep um have the brave faces we've got to have pride and in the words of the angels um from the early 80s you've got to stand up 3cr 855 am digital 3cr.org.au and on demand out of the pan with sally 
Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email info at bi-alliance.org. Words out. Freedom of species has hit the airwaves. Tune in for debates and updates on both local and international animal protection news and events and learn about how you can live a cruelty-free, sustainable lifestyle. News, views and non-leather shoes. That's Freedom of Species, 1pm Sundays on 3CR. Authorised by the last few remaining kangaroos, Canberra. Kangaroos bouncing in um, to the studio for those listening live to the Sunday broadcast in around uh, 12 and a half minutes' time. And, of course, Bisexual Alliance, the Melbourne discussion group on the fourth Tuesday of the month. Watch out for those sneaky five Tuesday months, three times a year, of which this is one month, so the next one, the 22nd of March, um, a safe space for people under the bi umbrella, regardless of label used or none at all, bi, pan, queer, polysexual, omnisexual, um, um, pansexual. We cook up things in pants here. They cook them up too, um, said proudly a committee member of Bisexual Alliance. Um, so, yes, that's something that's coming up in a few weeks. Other things coming up this week, TG Meetup at DTs for trans people, the Poly Discussion Group for polyamorous people, um, which I still think is at the Catherine Syme Library, but check Polyvic's website or Facebook pages. There's both a public and a secret group, which you can um, get into, but they both have much the same information. Um, I will just try to um, get to one of them now, but I'm not sure if I can. Um, Internet doing funny things today. Um, What else? The Trans Anxiety Group is this Wednesday at um, in Carlton, contact Transgender Victoria via Transgender Victoria's website. Um, you can also remember to watch Bent TV um, this um, Friday, as always, and then, of course, um, on benttv.org.au or Bent TV's YouTube channel. Seahorse for Trans People on Saturdays, and they have been um, brought into the stupid attacks on safe schools. Um, one of the few... Um, trans-specific events in Melbourne is, um, well, TGen as it's now called, um, down at well, what was called a boat, and I'm sorry I've had a mental break, a mental gap on what's um, been happening um, in um, as to the new name um, of TGen. I'm really sorry of a boat. I'm really sorry about that, but down there in St Kilda. And so it says that, um, you know, Seahorse is a group that supports sadomasochism. Well, it's better that um, I... I don't really see what the problem is myself, better than supporting hatred and genocide and that sort of thing. Um, what else? Um, that pretty much gets us through the next week or so. Um, oh, and um, yeah, should be mentioned now that um, Chains is on every second month and the next one is in April. So um, yeah, um, a bit of a change to for that. Um, yeah, so... Um, yes, the next, sorry, I beg your pardon, I have located it. 
the next polyvic discussion, as is uh, the socials now at, um, at the Terminus Hotel in Fitzroy North at the top of Hoddle Street. If you're driving and you go up Hoddle Street and forget to turn left or right, you'll end up in the front door. Don't do it. Um, hit the brakes. Seriously, um, Terminus Hotel, um, 7 o'clock um, for, I think, 730 um, and yes, all there. It's interesting that Polyvic discussion groups and bike discussion groups started out there many years ago. So really cool. Um, um, all, all that is old is new again or something like that. Well, um, something that was, I think, a bit new, just to show that it's, there shouldn't be generalisations of any sort, um, was the situation at Pride March. And I know maybe this is a bit stale, but I do want to bring it up. And that was a situation where a group of um, people did a sit-in halfway through the march to protest um, corporatisation of the queer community, the overemphasis on marriage, um, lack of support for trans people and so on. And it brought up a number of issues um, which I think are quite worthy of discussion. And I have to say that, unfortunately, part of something I forgot to mention in my personal story is that sometimes linked in with the trauma that I face, I do have the mental health situation of cyclothymia, a small version of bipolar, and have been at a bit of a, a low point. Um, not too bad, but um, a bit of risk, but uh, have lots of support, so no panic. But haven't been able to quite organise the show, otherwise I would gladly, and I will put out the um, call to the people involved in that protest, that they are welcome to come and have a chat on the show about what um, they think. Personally, my subjective thoughts on the matter um, are you know, there's a number of ways to break it down. I totally support their right to a peaceful protest, and they did a peaceful protest. A sit-in is a peaceful form of protest. It doesn't attack people. It doesn't attack property. Um, so, yeah, I'll totally support their right to protest in that way. Um, second, what they were protesting about. Well, look, I've spoken many times on the overemphasis on marriage on this show, um, despite what some people think I know um, Rodney Croom, who's very passionate about the marriage issue, always says, well, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, but I don't think it's really happening. The fact that we are now seeing such transphobic protests, um, in my opinion, in relation to safe schools, shows that trans have become further behind and that we're lacking equity within the LGBTIQ communities. It's also um, one of a number of reasons I updated my own Facebook cover page to the famous Equality versus Equity um, post a sameness vis-a-vis -vis fairness. Um, you can search that easily on the internet. Um, and so I think that's valid. Corporatisation, I don't think Pride March down here is the same as Mardi Gras up in Sydney. Um, when you look at the Mardi Gras history of attacking bi and poly groups, it's interesting there is no bi group in um, Mardi Gras because most people can't afford to go into it. It's, too, it's still a relatively small com um, group that are out, and positive, trying to get people from around Australia to pay for a float and the registrations and do costumes and whatever. Um, yeah, still prohibitive. Although I do have to give a big creative tick to Bioalliance Vice President and new social committee organiser, Melum, Melum, and they organised heaps of snazzy signs for us at Pride March this year, Save the Bisexual Whales, a um, cardboard box shaped into a picket fence, Get on the Fence, and a bipad. Um, it works well in any orientation. Boom, boom. Great work, Melon. So we could, well, I think the creativity part's under control, but yes, no bi group in um, um, Mardi Gras because of their history of bi and polyphobia. And I think there was a trans group um, to my, and I believe there was a trans group last night. Um, so yeah, um, Mardi Gras is, I think, more corporatized. 
Pride March isn't free entry. Um, you can re- pretty much join anyone. In. Individuals don't have to pay a registration fee. I think that's a bit different. In terms of some of the corporates they commented on, I have to be fair. National Australia Bank did a great thing about two or three years ago working with the Gender Centre in Sydney in relation to um, developing a policy they will share with any financial institution on for trans and gender diverse people at the point of changing name. And we all know that with the exception of the ACT, um, you have to have surgery to change your birth certificate, which means, and I'm open about the fact I'm not having surgery at the moment in Victoria, I'm stuck with Sally Golden, a male on my birth certificate. This can lead to problems when dealing with individual bank employees who don't understand it. It can be some parallels for intersex people as well. NAB developed a policy that does good customer service and works legally for people um, and they'll share that with any financial institution. I have to be fair and say that is a really good corporate community partnership. Um, um, many years ago, Coles had a trans employee who affirmed their identity before we had equal opportunity law in Victoria. Unfortunately, due to family pressures, that trans person had to go back to living as what I th- would believe would be an inappropriate gender, and they helped the person transition back. Um That's a pretty big thing to do in the late 90s and never discriminated once in the more literal sense of that word. I can't vouch for every corporate as to what they do. It was unfortunate during the week I wasn't able to get to the launch of Atomic, the ATO's new GLBTI um, sort of employees group. Um, But, um, you know, I think that's a good start, but there also needs to be a lot more. Um, The question that comes up is what was trying to be achieved could there be other ways of done it? I don't have a clear-cut answer. But I would certainly also condemn the aggression shown towards them, people throwing buckets of liquid at the protesters and other things. That is unnecessary. Um, if they were doing a peaceful protest to respond aggressively is not on. As a friend of mine who's had a long history of involvement with Pride March says, sometimes the sort of people who come along and use the excuse of watching Pride March as a, a piss-up, um, you know, sort of, don't really care about the issues and, oh, well, our spectacle's being interrupted. Of course, no excuse, but an explanation. Sadly, some of those people on a matter that I will talk about in the next few weeks, um, also, again, sadly, still um, a large, uh, uh, same amount of biphobic um, chance at the bi group as last year and previous most previous years. Um, so, yeah, not good. Something that is good. Here's a scoop for the day very quickly before I get out and make way for Freedom of Species. Um, watch around 10am tomorrow for an exciting announcement that will be a positive, I think, anyway, a positive uh, moment for trans and gender diverse people and show good progress. I cannot say any more at this time. I'm um, sworn to secrecy with threats of death by tickling or listening to George Christensen's speeches or something like that. But, um, yeah, watch out. This will be a real positive um, for this week coming. Um, you'll know, as I say, by 10am Victorian New South Wales time tomorrow. I'd better get out of here and make way for Freedom of Species. Um, take it out today with a bit of Graham Connors, originally from the North album, um, way back in, well, 1988-9, and the classic Let the Cane Fields Burn. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Great to be back with you and catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.